What if there was a different way to live and work beyond the hustle and hype, beyond the never ending race to get more, do more, be more, a way that's nourishing, grounded, creative, and aligned with your deepest, truest self. You're listening to Alchemy in Action with me, your host, Amanda Cook. In each episode, we'll explore nature-based personal growth for high-achieving women. Join me to create a life and work that truly fit you, infused with meaning and magic. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Wellpreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Cook, and thank you for taking time out of your busy week to spend it with me and talk about how we can grow our businesses and grow healthy businesses online together. So I'm recording this this week on my handy little portable recording device. I am still in New Hampshire visiting family. And let me tell you, first of all, it's been lovely being here in the nice warm summery weather. I've loved that. It's been a bit sad being away from my husband for like going on three weeks now. So that's been a long time, which isn't great, but it has been really nice being home. And it's funny, it's like the theme of my year seems to really be decluttering, I think, because... As you know, I was talking about spring cleaning your blog and your website and just different parts of your business a few episodes ago. I've also been totally obsessed with that book, The Magic Art of Tidying, uh, that Japanese decluttering book just for myself because I was doing a bit of tidying up and trying to live a bit more streamlined, simple life. But here when I come home to New Hampshire, it just really hits me because basically I've spent the past six days, full days, like six or seven hours a day, helping my mom to clean out the attic. And it's exhausting, actually. It's really, really physically tiring and emotionally draining too, because you're going through lots of old stuff. Any of you that have had to help a parent clean out the house know how that is. Yeah, it's really tiring, but at the same time, it feels really good. So we finally just finished yesterday. We've now got two rooms, really spotless, and totally cleaned out and had lots of good memories to go through. And hopefully what I feel, I know it's more difficult when it's your own house, but even from helping them do this to their house, I feel this sense of potential. And I think that's what's most exciting about getting out of all the clutter and making new space because suddenly this opens up space for potential and new things to come in. One area I found in particular, well, there was a couple, but one in particular was like craft supplies. So I'm quite crafty. My mom's quite crafty. And throughout your life, you pick up different things of yarn or fabric or projects or, you know, she had like weaving looms and embroidery thread and things to make rugs and all sorts of stuff that she'd never done. And when you find those and you think, oh, gosh, I've had those in the house for like 20 or 30 years and I've never done them. And it's weird. It's a weird feeling, right? There's a part of you that feels like, oh, it's sad. I'll never do that project. But what I was trying to do, here I am coaching my mom, which is, <laughs> as you know, coaches, it's really hard to stop coaching and you have to like stop yourself. So I was trying to keep it under control, but I was trying to see like, could we flip it around and look at it a different way? Like maybe doing needlework isn't her thing. And actually by getting rid of that, then it gives you time and space so that she can actually start to have the creative energy and the physical space and time to actually do these new things that she's excited about instead of now trying to do a 1970s needlepoint project that is just totally out of fashion. The other area that I found, well, let me just say something about that. 
I think sometimes, especially those of us that are really creative, multi-passionate entrepreneurs that have so many interests, you have a lot of projects that you've probably started over the years that you think, I mean, even in your business, like an ebook you were going to create or a course, or maybe you were going to take this certification or something, and you got so excited about it at the time and you never finished it. And I think one thing that we can do that can be a real gift to ourselves is give ourselves permission to let it go. And by saying, you know what, I thought I was going to be interested in this. I thought this was my direction, but actually it's not. And instead, you know, it's just time you can, like she suggested in that book, The Magic Art of Tidying, you can thank it for what it brought to you. You can appreciate it and say, you know, you were great at this point or this was a great idea, but now I've moved on and you can let it go. And that gives you time and space to bring other things into your life. The other area I noticed that we were really getting stuck on when we were decluttering the attic is photos and papers. Oh my gosh, I don't even know what to say about the photos other than it's just insane. And actually, what we need to do is go through, just if you take photos, just go through and delete them as you're taking them, the ones that aren't relevant, and just save the best ones as a selection because it just gets totally out of control. But the big thing that I think can relate to our businesses is about saving papers. And again, my mom and I have this habit, too, of liking to tear things out of magazines. And I think it ties back into this idea of being multi-passionate and creative and just wanting to try lots of different things. So we see articles, I see ideas for blog posts, I see ideas for projects or something that triggers a business idea or a person I could contact about a partnership, and I rip out all these things, right? So then in my mom's case, fast forward 30 years, and you've got like bins and bins of these things torn out of magazines. And I notice this in my own life, what I do I, on a much lesser scale, I'll end up with a little pile of them, things that I've torn out. And then every couple of months, I'll just kind of do a purge and just literally throw everything away because I figure if I haven't dealt with it by then, I'm probably not going to. And besides, there's tons of other new stuff. There's always new stuff that I want to explore. So there's no point in having all these papers hanging around. And I definitely got this sense when we were cleaning the attic of all this old energy, like all these old magazine clippings about exercises to do or recipes or creative projects or home design projects or all these things from the 70s and 80s that she totally intended to do. And actually, my mom and I talked about it. And really, so much of the pleasure of doing that is in ripping them out. You know, it's thinking about it and thinking about how it could work for your life and and then tearing it out and saving it. But in the end, now here in 2015, do we really want to go back and use articles from the 80s on how to do stuff? Now, of course, sometimes maybe that could be true, but most cases you can pretty much find everything you need on the internet. And if you wanted to do, say, like a new exercise routine, you probably wouldn't do the one you tore out in the 80s. You'd go online and find a new modern one, right? Same thing with many recipes. I know that's not always the case, but I think this all, all of this, and, and I think we all fall, many of us fall victim to it in our businesses as well. There's this underlying fear of scarcity. Like if I don't save this thing right now, it's going to be gone and I'll never have it again. And this is my chance to save that information or save that idea. And actually, I don't believe that's true. And this takes a bit of a leap of faith, but I really think that when you're ready for something, it will, it'll find its way to you. So if there was a great article in a magazine and you missed it, it's going to find its way back to you. It's going to appear on Pinterest or somebody else will cut it out or 
You'll find something similar or this book will appear that you find in a charity shop. It will find its way to you if it's meant to be. And so I, I don't think we need to like hoard all of this information because the information is always changing. And I really believe that you will have, you will find in your life exactly what you need at the right time to move you forward in the next step. Now I'm sounding really woo-woo, right? My mom is like, wow, you're really, <laughs> you're really getting into all this self-help stuff. But I've just found it so personally helpful to take away some of the pressure of feeling like I have to preserve all of this stuff that I find because I'll never find it again. So anyway, this whole process has been really therapeutic, I think. And besides a super good bunch of exercise and just feeling really good to be able to help my mom, I think there's something really freeing and just energizing about decluttering and releasing all of that heavy stuff, that stuckness in our lives and leaving space for new potential and new activities. And even though it's not my house anymore, I definitely feel like I've taken on that new fresh energy. So it's been really worthwhile. But it's funny. So at the same time, the other thing that's been going on that you might know about is that um, I'm a couple of weeks into this new beta program, the Wellpreneur Incubator. And there's 12 women in the program. And it's just so awesome. Everyone is super engaged and has a project that they're working on for the next eight weeks in their business. And we're meeting together every week on a call and we've got a Facebook group and everyone's just really helping each other to grow and push forward on their projects. And they're so engaged. I just absolutely love it. So big shout out to all of, I don't have a name yet, all of the incubatees, incubators <laughs> that are out there. It's just been really great fun working with you. But one thing that's come up, which is why I think this is really like my year of decluttering, is talking to the group in one of our first conference calls, one of our first meetings, it's really come out that pretty much everybody struggles with this sense of overwhelm. Like there's just so many ideas and so much that we could do and it just gets overwhelming. Like we don't know where to start. We don't know how to prioritize it. And it can almost make you paralyzed or that you spend your time just doing the easiest thing, which isn't necessarily the most important thing. So you'll just pick something easy off the list and do that rather than actually doing what you need to do to move forward. So what I thought we'd talk about today is beating overwhelm, kind of my own system of what I do to beat overwhelm, and my love affair with Evernote. Overwhelm. I think every business owner can relate to this feeling especially when you're just starting out and you don't have a team and you wear all the hats and you have to do everything or you in the beginning you feel like you have to do everything. Let's be precise there. You don't always have to, but you feel like you have to do everything. It can be really, it could just be overwhelming. You feel like your mind is just spinning. I don't know if some of you have had that experience where you just wake up in the middle of the night and your mind just starts spinning through your to-do list and it's just really hard to quiet it down and get back to sleep. Or that feeling where you sit down to work and you don't even know where to begin because there's so many things that you need to do. I don't need to say much more about what overwhelm is because it's one of those things that you know it when you feel it. And I'm sure all of you out there listening can relate to that feeling of overwhelm. So I was going to share with you a few things that I do to help myself get out of overwhelm. The first thing I do if I start getting that really stuck, almost panicky feeling like I'm drowning in all the things I have to do. I do two things. I grab a pen and paper and I change my location. So you've got to get up from your desk or wherever you are, go someplace else. So you like ideally outside in the fresh air just to get some perspective. So stand up, go outside, take your pen and paper. And I want you to do a big brain dump. 
This I do over and over again. So I do this probably every couple of months. I hit a point where I'm just like feeling like everything's building up in my head and I just need to get it all out. So what I do is I take my pen and paper, so I do it by hand in a different location, and I write down every single thing that's in my head, every single idea. So loads of them are business ideas, but there's also all that personal life stuff that I need to do, like buy so-and-so a birthday gift or call the phone company about something or get quotes for how to have somebody paint our house, like whatever it is, plus all those ideas that you have for work, all those little things you want to do for your business, all the potential ideas you have for your business, like writing that ebook or doing that online course or setting up an affiliate program, all of that little stuff, put it all down on paper. Just the simple act for me of getting out of the room, so changing my location and getting everything out of my head and onto paper is hugely relieving. I really encourage you to try this if you haven't already. Just get it all down onto paper. Sometimes just simply doing that is enough to give me perspective and make me feel like I've captured everything. I think one of the issues is when you try to store everything in your head, then your mental energy is constantly being taken up by trying to hold on to this stuff, these little bits of information. But if you can get them all down in a central location on paper, it really opens up space and mental energy so that you can actually start critically thinking about things rather than just trying to like retain them all in your head. So like I said, sometimes that simply is enough. But if that's not enough, then what I like to do is just leave that for an hour or two and go do something else and then come back to it with fresh eyes, go through the list and prioritize and pull out the things that are really either urgent and need to be done quickly that are actually important or, and particularly the stuff that's really important to move your business and life forward towards your goals. It's so much easier when it's all in one place to go through. And you'll probably see that a lot of the items you wrote down aren't actually that important after all, but it's stuff that's been taking up mental energy in your head. So that's the number one most important thing. And that's kind of the thing that will get you out of a panicky, overwhelmed moment. So if you're feeling overwhelmed right now, I definitely encourage you to just stop the podcast and then go out and do your big brain dump onto paper and write everything that's in your head down. It's amazingly helpful. Now, my second piece of advice is to set up a system. Now, this is kind of the unsexy advice, right? It's not going to get you out of an emergency, but it's like insurance for the future to prevent overwhelm. So I recommend you set up a system to capture all of your ideas and plans. What I found that I've done myself and also I see with lots of my clients is that we end up like writing little notes to ourselves on pieces of paper and they're all over the place. Like on your desk, you'll end up with like 20 different little pieces of paper and post-it notes. And maybe you like notebooks, you have all these different notebooks and they each have like five or 10 pages of notes written in them, but they're all over the place. The problem is this is not a system. The reason it's not effective is because you don't know where to find things when you need it. The whole idea to reduce overwhelm is that we need to feel confident that when we need a piece of information, we're going to be able to put our finger on it. And the way to do that is have a system, a logical system where everything is stored in one place. So what you could do is have one notebook. If you like paper, you have one single notebook and you carry it with you all the time. And every single idea, every to do, everything goes into that one notebook that can completely work. What I like to do is keep my system digital because then I can have it with me at all times because it syncs across all my devices. I can have it backed up. 
and I don't have more paper. So I love this, but I'm quite, you know, I'm a pretty digital person. But if you're interested in doing a digital system, I totally recommend Evernote. I've been using Evernote for several years. There's a free version and also a paid version, which have different features, but you could get started with the free version and try it out. Evernote is like a digital notebook. It's almost like a collection of digital notebooks. So you open Evernote, and then within Evernote, you can set up a bunch of different notebooks. So like, for example, I have one for Wellpreneur, one for Vintage Amanda, one for house projects, one for travel, one for recipes, one for craft projects, like all the stuff that I want to keep track of that I used to keep little pieces of paper about. I now have an Evernote notebook. And within the Evernote notebook, you can create notes. And so these notes could be a variety of things. They could be bits of text that you've typed in. They could be bookmarks of websites. They could be pictures, which are either just images that you've imported, or they could be screenshots of web pages or screenshots of things from the internet. They could be links to things on the internet. I mean, there's just, there's a huge variety. I think they could even be voice memos or videos. There's tons of stuff that Evernote can store, and it stores it in those notebooks. And also, the other thing is, for each note in the notebook, you can tag it. You could tag it with keywords for things like, like I have a tag for podcast or clients or business ideas or crochet or, you know, you can tag it or like main meals if you were doing recipes. So you can make up your own tags as well. So what is brilliant about Evernote is that everything's all in one place and it syncs across all your devices. So I can get to my Evernote notes from my computer, from my phone, from my tablet, and also in the cloud. So it's syncing everything everywhere. So you've always got access to your notes. So even from my phone, I just have the Evernote app. And if I have an idea when I'm out, I can just create it as a note right there on the go. So it's already going into the system. When I'm on my computer working, Evernote is one of the things that's always open all day. So when I'm planning one of my programs, I don't use Word documents. I plan everything in Evernote. So for every one of my programs I've done, for every one of my projects, for every marketing campaign, I always plan everything in a note in Evernote. So it's all right there. Even my year in planning, I do in Evernote so that I can always just quickly flip back and see what was my 2015 plan? What was I planning to work on for this month? What was my plan for a list of upcoming guests that I want to interview on the podcast? What was the products that I wanted to evaluate and look at, including as an affiliate program? All of these things are stored as separate notes in Evernote. So for me, who loves digital products, Evernote has been a lifesaver. And actually, you know, I still do use some paper just to do like daily to-do lists. I do that on a piece of paper, but then I destroy it at the end of the day because everything important goes into Evernote. And it has made life so much easier. It is so easy to search because you can either flip through the notebook yourself or you can just search because you've tagged it. It can search the text in your notes. It's just really brilliant. So if you are looking for an online digital solution to help yourself beat overwhelm, I definitely recommend Evernote. Of course, there's lots of other products that do things like this too. There's like to-do list systems, which I've tried, which I have used like Todoist or Remember the Milk. They can be really good for me. They didn't, they were more a to-do system more than just capturing all my information and my notes and my plans and really being a notebook for me. 
So if you have a system that you really love to help you be overwhelmed, I'd actually love to know what tools you're using because I always like to be up on what the latest tools are and, and get recommendations from, from you guys. So you could actually tweet me with a recommendation at Vintage Amanda or just submit it in via the contact form on wellpreneuronline.com. I'd love to hear what kind of tools you love to use to help yourself beat overwhelmed. But what I'd like to leave you with this week is that if you start to feel overwhelmed, write it all down. Get yourself away from your desk in a different location. Write everything that's in your head down and just see if that doesn't help you. And then when you're feeling in a more resourceful position, I want you to set up a system to help keep track of all your information and ideas so you can capture your ideas when you have them and you're confident that you can find them again when you need them. Okay, that's it for me this week. A nice little short episode, but something that's really timely and important. Now I'm going to go back and I think we're going to start decluttering the basement. So it's like never ending for the next week that I'm here, but it's really good. And if you have something to declutter, you know, although it's daunting, just dive right in because you do really feel just so much better afterwards. And I love this idea of having more time and space and just room for potential to bring new things into our life. So who knows, maybe 2015 is the year of decluttering. Anyway, all the notes of the things I'd mentioned in this episode are going to be at the show notes, which are available at wellpreneuronline.com slash 67. And I will see you back here next week with the next episode. Have a great week and I'll talk to you soon. 